This is Jerry Schimmel, host of Amazing Americans, and you're listening to The Whole Show on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. Every day at uh, Cable's Pub and Grill, they have happy hour starting up at 3 o'clock, just two hours away. You've, you've almost made it through the week. Stop by Cable's Pub and Grill and enjoy their happy hour. I mean, they have some of the best food around. I mean, I'm, I'm a big burger guy. I always love their burger madness deal on Tuesday, but I'll eat a burger there any day of the week. Cable's Pub and Grill. Check out their full menu and daily specials at Cable's Pub and Grill. Dot com. Texter from the 405, little is the most important. Elway is the GOAT. Would you agree with that? Is, is Little really more important than John Elway, who also, as an executive, won a Super Bowl for the Broncos? I would say in the grand scheme of things, there would be no Elway without Little. So, well, yes, yeah, I would agree with but that. You can say that you could say that about anything. If the franchise, you know, there would be no Little without somebody buying a team in Denver. Uh, how about there would be no Brady without Micah? No, nah, that's not true. But that's like... I'm pressing buttons here. Well, yeah, that's true. That actually is true. Good job. Good call by you. Rod from Greeley called in, by the way, and he was he mentioned that the numbers one from nine, one through nine, for the Yankees are retired. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it seems a little excessive, but if you think about it, they've got they, they've had a lot of like Hall of Famers. Well, that's the problem, though. When you start getting to the point where hopefully your team's achieving a lot of greatness. You start giving out retired numbers now. You start doing the retired numbers thing now. What happens if you're like the Chiefs right now? You're going on this epic run. You're winning a lot of Super Bowls. You're winning a lot of playoff games. You're in the AFC Championship. Now you start to look at, oh, there's probably going to be two guys. Travis Kelsey and Mahomes, you might consider retiring their numbers. So, And then what happens in 20 years? You go on another big run. Oh, we're retiring this number and this number. So this is why it's like, I think, rather than retire really good players... Great players, you want to be careful with this. The Nuggets should only have one when it's all said and done. Nikola Jokic. And the, so should the Rockies. The Rockies, if you want to say Todd Helton, okay. They're, pro- really, they're probably not going to retire many numbers. And really, <laughs> you if know? you think about it, Frank Trapuca's retired number, like, if you look at the stats, really 18 probably really shouldn't be retired. It really should be 7 and i I'll give you 44. I'll give you that. Avalanche should probably be Sackick and Wah. Yeah. And and maybe sometime down the, the line, McKinnon. McKinnon. Well, McCarr, McKinnon. maybe. I don't know. But then again, that's when you're... You, when you McCarr's fight, a little young. When you, let's when let's you, wait. When you build a team that has championship aspirations and they're winning championships in a 5-10 year span, you're going to get to the point where those, those are the players up for debate. Do you start retiring those numbers? And so I, I think it's a fun conversation. I always enjoy these conversations. I'm right. You know, I'm just right about these. Retiring numbers is a little ridiculous. Let's, it's, it's probably better to focus more on, you know, those banners and rings yep. of fame and who Honor belongs them. on there. Yeah, put them on the ring of fame, put, them on, put a banner up, all that stuff. Um, Dixon says the Broncos won a Super Bowl despite Elway being the GM. All right, we'll talk about that next. Buy or sell, though. It's right around the corner. We'll be right back.
demanded an urgent and horrifying news story. Now, I don't know if this is the kind of hard-hitting news you're used to. Got some good news and I got some bad news. Now this could be the big story of the summer. Network is going to be wanting plenty of coverage. What do you mean silly? I mean, that, that's real news. Well, I started with the great story, the good, am I good, the bad, the ugly, but it's worth reiterating. Caitlin Clark became the women's hoop scoring all-time record holder last night. She needed just eight points to do it, and she had 49. That's how you, like, you don't leave any doubt. And uh, she had 49 points in that game, and now she has 3,569 career points. How about this one? Francis Marion, Marion, uh, the center, uh, Francis Marion center, Lauren Taylor, Lauren Taylor, set the NCAA record for all divisions with 44 rebounds in their win, 85 to 62 over North Greenville on Thursday night. Taylor is a five foot eleven senior who pull, pulled down 30 defensive rebounds and 14. On the offensive side of the game uh, board game in the Division Two game, for the most ever in an NCAA contest, Taylor surpassed the Division Two mark of 36 set by Christine Desain of West Virginia Tech against Ohio Valley in 1999, 1995. Michael, 44 rebounds. That's I mean that's like pretty much getting a rebound every time down. How tall is the rest of the team? I don't know. She's she's five foot eleven. So we've got five seven, five two, five three. Maybe. I mean, forty four. Ri- uh, the real question is how many missed shots? Well, probably a lot. At least forty four. <laughs> at least forty four missed shots. That's um, a lot of rebounds. That's a lot of rebounds, man. Crazy. First advantage text line eight 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 five three zero. Zero zero four three. You're a Bronco guy. How would you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo being the next quarterback for the Denver Broncos? Uh, I mean, might as well have, still have Russ. Might as well still have Russ. If you're going to do that, you stick with Russ. In my opinion, I'm done with going after these. The backup quarterback guys, these career-type backups, and yeah, Garoppolo, they thought might be a really good quarterback. They you know, they liked him in New England a lot. Belichick liked him. But, uh, and, and, you know, he had his hit moments with San Francisco. They He was on that Super Bowl team. He was decent that year. But I, I just don't like going after these guys anymore. I mean, when are the Broncos finally just going to, and I know you hate this, but almost kind of tear it down and just grow with a rookie quarterback. And I don't mind drafting a rookie quarterback. I'm more of the, I love the Packers mindset of drafting a rookie quarterback and saying, oh, look, there's the bench and there's a clipboard. Start writing stuff down. Yeah, I agree. I think that we've gotten in this, in this day and age with a lot of teams where you draft that quarterback and you just throw them out there. You know, the Bryce Youngs of the world. And sometimes it works out. With C.J. Stroud, it worked. it's worked out so far. But Bryce Young, obviously, well, Carolina's got a lot of issues. But we're just in this, we want it now. We want you to be Patrick Mahomes now. We want you to be, even though Mahomes sat at least one year behind Alex Smith. So one year is, I think one year is, a, you can learn so much just analyzing the game more. 
seeing what the starting quarterback's going through, having the headset on the sidelines where you're hearing the calls and you're you're seeing kind of how this offense goes. Now, the fear for the Broncos, Michael, um, if, in drafting a rookie quarterback and expecting him to play soon, is that Sean Payton's offense, everything we're hearing, is this pretty complicated offense to learn. It's very complicated, and maybe that's one of the reasons Russ struggled with it so much. And again, Russ had a better year. Are you year. calling Russ dumb? No, I'm calling it a complicated offense, and it takes more than one year to to master that. I can tell you Brian Greasy wouldn't be able to. Now, Brian Greasy's not dumb, but Brian Greasy always struggled with Mike Shanahan's complicated offense. Yeah, but he's the, uh, he's look what he's doing with uh, the Niners. Look what he's doing with Brock Purdy. So, I mean, I would say he kind of gets the Shanahan philosophy there. But it's tough to learn when you're a quarterback. I think when you're not making the call, like when you're just learning that stuff, when you're coming up with it yourself, that's a, a different story. When you're trying to learn it, that's really difficult. Some quarterbacks can just eat that up, and I think some quarterbacks, it's just more difficult. And I don't, I think you, every quarterback is smart. But yeah, to some play quarterbacks are smart. To play quarterback, you you have to be pretty smart. You you, you might not know. Uh, you might not have focused your efforts in history, math, whatever. But you you gotta have pretty damn good memory. You gotta have pretty good understanding of of audibles and all that. So I mean, you you've got to be sharp if you're a starting quarterback, especially in the NFL. So the fear there, of course, if you draft a quarterback at 12 or you start moving up or down or whatever, is that if you go with that young quarterback and you're expecting him to take over right off the bat, there's going to be a lot of growing pains. So can Broncos country be patient with the guy? Michael, you tell me this. You're the guy who says they're going to win every game. That They're going to go on and win a Super Bowl every year. And I know that's unrealistic. And you surely deep down inside know that that's unrealistic. Would you be patient enough if the Broncos did go with a starting quarterback that's a rookie and they struggled? Um, so I don't I, – I, again, I am a big fan of sitting the rookie down. I'm a fan of Yeah, but starting. what if they start him? What if they're like, oh, you know, Russ is gone – if you're going to start Jared the rookie, did him out in training camp. We're starting a rookie, but this is going to be tough. This isn't going to look good, and and we're probably going to win five or six games and put ourselves. We'll be in a position to draft high in the first round again. If you're going to start the rookie, you're to me. It's got to be the rookie gives us the best chance to win. So you're not because of this, otherwise, what's what's the point? Because you want to win in the long term. Yeah, if you want to win in the long term, he can sit there and learn using a clipboard, and once he's ready to go, he's ready to go, unless there's some emergency situation where your starter's gone or your starter's playing so terribly, you have to throw your rookie in there. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of, and I know, again, you hate this, but the Broncos can't keep doing this. They can't keep, did you ever see Vegas Vacation? Did you ever see that? You never saw Vegas Vacation? Chevy Chase, they're they're at the Hoover Dam, and... You know, he he sees they're walking through the cave kind of part of it or whatever it looks like. And he's like picks a piece of the dam off and then suddenly the water starts spewing out. So he takes he doesn't know what to do. So he takes a piece of his gum out, stuffs that hole. And then when that happens, another hole opens up and then he stuffs that hole and then two more holes 
open up. This is the Broncos are Clark Griswold. They they keep trying to clog a hole that a piece of gum's not gonna it's just not gonna do the trick. Case Keenum's not gonna do the trick. You know, hiring and firing all these coaches is not doing the trick. You're not giving this thing any chance to really grow and develop. We've had a new-look Broncos team, whether it's the coach or the quarterback. Or the helmets. Or the helmets, uh, whatever, the past eight years. I mean, you just can't keep doing it. So so I'm of the mindset where you just reset here. Russ is done. You get the rook. And you either start him or you bench him, but you know that next year is probably going to be rough. You just have to go into it knowing that the Broncos have yet to 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 come out and really do that. They've they've said they're not doing that, and then it just happens that the head coaches are terrible and the quarterbacks are rough, and you end up with a top a top pick anyway. But they've never come out and said, "Hey, no, this is a teardown year," because you can't you can't do that. You can't do that to your fans. You're trying to sell tickets. People aren't going to be in line if they if they outwardly hear you say yes yeah, is a rebuild year but i think most of the broncos fans are smart enough to know even if they don't say it that's what this is going to be the question is is can broncos country be patient enough can you be okay with next year going in knowing it's going to be bad because here's the deal it's been bad for eight years it's been awful for eight years is it better to just Let's call it what it is, man. You can't keep pasting over this this situation. And if if Sean Payton really is your guy, which he is, they wouldn't have hired him and traded a draft pick for all the draft pick for him, the first round pick. Then you got to give him the real time and patience to try to do this thing. This is why I think the Broncos failed miserably. With Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's a good coach. It turns out he's probably not. I mean, they're dealing with weird stuff with the Jets now, with him as the offensive coordinator. But when you hire a rookie coach and say, oh, by the way, here's Russell Wilson. What are you saying, Mike? You're saying, you got to win now. We just gave you Russell Wilson. On paper, he's a Hall of Famer. So anything less than the playoffs is a failure. And not only did they not make the playoffs, they were awful. Uh, Flying Dutchman says, yes to Jimmy G. Puts my wife in a good mood. (laughs) Good looking dude. Sign Jimmy G, who learned from Brady. Draft Bo Nix to learn from Jimmy G. Bo Nix, I wouldn't hate it. That's a, Joel Klatt, Fox Sports Joel Klatt said that he he thinks that Bo Nix would be a perfect fit for Sean Payton. You hear the rumors that J.J. McCarthy might actually be there. Do you do you draft back? Do you move back though? Do you move, you know, down in the draft? Because is JJ McCarthy really a top twelve draft pick? If you think you can get JJ McCarthy and JJ McCarthy is the quarterback for you, I'm I'm all for at getting 12? a quarterback in the first round. Take him at twelve. I I wouldn't mind trading down. You just got to be careful because if you start trading down and someone scoops you, you, you got to do your research. Remember, the Broncos drafted Tim Tebow. They had two first-round picks that year. They drafted Demarius Thomas first, and then a couple of picks later, they drafted Tim Tebow. And I remember they, talking to you on the phone about that yeah. and how awful thing. Well, we, the conversation went negative. They would have waited on him, Josh McDaniels, even though it was a colossal failure with McDaniels. They would have waited on him, but they heard a rumor 
that the Patriots were going to take Tebow with that with their pick. They were right ahead of the Broncos in that in that draft. And so the Broncos they they jumped the gun. And so they took Tim Tebow in the first round. So you got to be careful here if you're the Broncos. You got to get your intel. Is is, is a guy like JJ McCarthy or Bo Nix could they last into the teens? And if you really believe they can, then can you move back and you get something for it? Maybe a second round pick. Is that worth it? For a team that's picking 18 or 19 to move to 12, and they give you their first-round pick swap, and they give you a second-rounder for that. Depends on how desperate you are. But you have to be very careful here, because if you do that, and then one of those guys gets scooped from underneath you, you've, you've sacrificed that number 12 pick, thinking you could get one of those guys you know, in the 18s or 19s. I mean, maybe you could trade that draft pick that number 12 to somebody who's a little more desperate and maybe get a strong tackle because this we there, this is a strong year for tackles you're going to need more offensive linemen. Well, clearly McGlinchey didn't work out or hasn't worked out and I don't know what the future I mean they signed him to a, long, a decent contract he was he wasn't as bad was as he was at the beginning of the season he was good in the run block game pass block he struggled Garrett Bowles He's had just a weird career. Sometimes he's really, really good, and sometimes it's like, this is a premier left tackle in this league? I don't think so. I I think he actually was pretty decent this year. Well, Russ wasn't. Not hearing his name. I also feel like Sean Payton, and this goes to Sean Payton, that offense created more room in the pocket. That's why, Russ, you didn't see him get sacked as much. It didn't look as clunky when he'd snapped the ball. This offense worked better than last year. There was just more room for Russ. And ultimately, it still wasn't wasn't great. But there's going to be a big decision coming up for the Denver Broncos, no question about it. Everybody wants to know what they're going to do with that 12, the rumor mill spinning. Can you, or turning, can you, do you move up? I mean, Drake May, that name keeps coming up. I mean, how how realistic is it? That you could move that far up, you you you'd have to give up. You'd have to do a, a pick swap, and you'd probably have to give up next year's first rounder. Maybe maybe even after that, you're giving up another first rounder. So you're going to get to the point where if you want a great, you know, a projected great quarterback, a, a close to a sure thing, Drake May, Caleb Williams, then you're going to have to sacrifice draft picks again. And now you're in this same sp- situation that you're in right now, but you do have your young quarterback. Be very interested to see what happens. 21 minutes after the hour, we got another state wrestling update coming up. Thanks to Tanner Schwint. We'll jump out and get that um, after this break. We'll be right back. The Bears and the Rams had two of the best college basketball players in the country. Will they be enough to lead their teams to the big dance? For all things no-go sports, keep it here on 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Hey, everybody. This is former CSU running back Kyle Bell, and you are listening to my main man, Brady Hull, on the whole show. Do not turn your dial. Keep it right here. Twenty-six minutes after the hour. Welcome back into the whole show, powered by Chevron. I want to thank one of our excellent sponsors, and that's Steamway Florida Ceiling. They've been family-owned for over thirty-five years. 
Remodel budget planning. They've got that for you. Consolation, consultation and design. Financing options. Personal in-home design service. They also do cleaning and restoration after damage restoration. Smoke and odor restoration. Complete structure cleaning. Duct cleaning. 24-hour emergency service. And free estimates. That's Steamway Florida Ceiling. Check them out online at steamwayfloridaceiling.com. First advantage text line is 888-530-0043. Yeah, this, uh, this George Carl Carmelo Anthony debate is getting really weak. Not, not even it's like a heated thing. I don't think, I don't think Melo's actually going back at Carl. Carl's doing his own thing. Melo's going out doing podcasts. He's saying things like, hey, you know, I, I never wanted to go to the Knicks. They, that was their thing. They traded me the Knicks. Hey, I, they gave Nicole Jokic number 15 just to get back at me. Which was an interesting conversation that I had with Chris Dempsey the other day. Chris Dempsey, of course, with Altitude TV and radio. Um, now, I just went off and I said it was ridiculous. And Chris said, I don't know, man. Well, Chris wasn't wrong, but he wasn't necessarily right, I guess. Because he said, Mello's not off base to say that the Nuggets gave away number 15 to get back at him. Well, they didn't give him... They didn't retire his number. So... That would mean that eventually you're going to give 15 out to somebody else. But I don't think that that... Like, Joker wore 15 as his career leading up to going into the NBA. So that's not like... That's not it. So the idea that, oh yeah, Joker's going to be our next superstar. Let's give him 15. They didn't know that. Yusuf Nurkic was still the starting center at that point when they drafted Nikola Jokic. But where Chris is right is saying, well, they didn't retire the number. So ultimately, they're hoping that somebody wearing 15 is going to be good. Anthony, was it Anthony Randolph? No, Anthony Rudolph. I don't remember. He, see, there, there you go. He was the guy who wore number 15 before the Joker. So this idea is just silly. That was silly. And then now he's saying that Carl sat him down when Carl first got there. And he was saying stuff like, hey, my first uh, – here's the quote. Here's Carmelo on the Brooklyn, um, Brooklyn podcast. The minute that I knew we wasn't going to work out or we was going to have issues, the first day he got the job. That's what Melo's saying. The first day on the job, he knew it wasn't going to work. He got the job a couple of days before we played the Milwaukee Bucks. So the whole thing was, from him, I'm not coaching no game. My first game, I want to be. I want to be against the Milwaukee Bucks. He wanted his first, according to Mello, he wanted his first game as the Nuggets head coach to be against the Milwaukee Bucks. Mello went on to say, "I really don't know the game when he came to the team. At this point, I'm 21. All I know is I got a big name coach coming, George Carl, coached Milwaukee, coached Seattle, all of that. We get to Milwaukee after shoot around. He called me to his room, and he tells me, "Hey, man." I think you're overrated. Like, you have a lot of work. Now, the guys he's doing the podcast with just start cracking up laughing. Like, you're overrated? Well, defensively, he wasn't very good. Mentally, he didn't have that defensive approach to the game of basketball. Offensively, yeah, he was, in his time and in his prime, he was one of the most lethal scorers. Is he going to go down in history as one of the most lethal scorers? Probably not. So he he puts that out there, and it's not, I mean, listen, that's not the end of the world. 
Even if Carl did tell him that, you're overrated. I think by reading this book, Furious George, you could probably get that sense that Carl thought he was a little overrated. But then George Carl tweets out, hey, man, Mello, give it a rest, man. That was 20, you're bringing up stuff from 20 years ago. Stop. And you'll never be, like, it also in that podcast, Mello said that George basically told him you could be the next Detlef Shrimp. And Mello laughed at that, too. That was a great player. That was a really great player. But Carl went and tweeted that, too, as well. He said, hey, you'll never be that guy. You'll never, never be as good as him. And so my whole thing on, like, and I talked about this in the opening monologue of the show, is George wrote an entire book talking about how these guys were this way, this guy acted this way. If you're going to dish it out, you have to be able to take it. And and Carl certainly dishes it out in this book. And it's a, it's a really good read. He's kind of all over the place, but it's a really interesting read. I would suggest picking it up. Furious George, my 40 years surviving NBA divas, clueless GMs, and poor shot selection. I mean, come on, George. Like, you already started this. You're the one doing this. You don't want to give Mellow crap for... Going on pot, you know, fans can. Is he tarnishing his legacy? Maybe. Yeah, probably. And I'm a mellow, I've been a mellow backer. I've been a guy that's defended Mellow's legacy. Should Mellow have had his number retired? No, because Michael, he didn't retire by the time the Nuggets got Joker. Now, you a case could have been made that if, if Mellow was retired and then the Nuggets drafted Nikola Jokic... You could have made a case for should they have retired the number. But, dude, the Magic just now retired Shaq's number. Just now. And Shaq is one of the greatest players to ever do it. So they just now retired his number. Why would the Nuggets retire that? That that number now, you were still playing when Joker got it. So you're not going to retire it when a dude asks to get traded. No way. Ten years later, if nobody ever comes up and plays great as number 15, sure. Maybe they should. But that's the way it worked out. What do you want? Them to hold it? If it's not retired, you're not holding number 15. If it's open and someone asks about it, you can't say no. That would be bad business. Hey, is number 15 available? It is, but we might retire it someday, so we're not sure we want to give it out. No. You, it's either retired or not. And Mello was still playing, and he asked for a trade. So it just that's how it worked out. Big Hub says, my thing is, if you wanted your number retired, then you should have did anything to get back or win a championship. Yeah, I mean, Melo signed an extension with the Nuggets. He played his rookie year, and then he signed an extension. And then after the extension, he was ready to get out of Dodge. He was a good player. I, I You know me, I'm a snob. I don't think the Nuggets save... Number 15 now, save for number 15 now, Nikola Jokic. I don't think there's any number that should be retired. Alex English's number is retired. Dan Issel's number is retired. Uh, David Thompson's number is retired. There's a few others. Dikembe's Matumber, number, Matumber, huh, is retired. I'm a snob. I get it. I'm all about sports greatness, and I love Alex English. He was awesome for the Nuggets. Didn't, didn't bring a title to Denver. I think Nikola Jokic is the only one worthy of having his number retired, and then Doug Moe's 
win record, and then you know Michael Malone's record is going to be up there too. Like that kind of stuff. But I, I've already went on this tangent earlier in the week. You don't got to retire numbers. You can just have a ring of fame like the Broncos do, like a lot of the NFL teams do. And then you retire the number that is just really, 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 really good. And I'm talking the GOAT of your franchise. And if someone comes along that has better numbers than Nikola Jokic 10, 20, 30 years from now, you retire that guy's number. But I, I, I've never been one. I, I wouldn't have retired Melo's number. And I still say that Carmelo Anthony is the third most important player, third most influential player in Nuggets history. And I could honestly flip him into Alex English. Depends on the, I said this the other day, depends on the mood I'm in. Like right now, Melo, you're making me mad. <laughs> so I'm going to go, it's Nikola Jokic, it's Alex English, and then it's Carmelo Anthony. That's the order. First advantage text line, 888-530-0043. That is our poll question of the day. Is Carmelo Anthony tarnishing his legacy? Uh, texter from the 970, did they retire Bill Hanslick's number yet? They won't retire his number, bro. <laughs> no. What's the list of retired retired Nuggets jerseys? I had it up yesterday. I just want to make sure they did not. <laughs> Sky Hastings. No, and again, I'm not making those guys were great, and they're awesome for the game, and they're awesome for they're awesome for the Nuggets and promotion. Okay, so it's Alex English, NBA league wide, retired Bill Russell's number, Fat Lever, David Thompson, Byron Beck, Dan Issel, Dikembe Mutombo. So you got. One, it will, we'll exclude Bill Russell for this argument because everybody's doing that. One, two, three, four, five, six. You have six numbers retired already. So nobody can ever wear the number two. Nobody can ever wear the number six because of Bill Russell. Nobody can ever wear the number 12. Nobody can wear 33. Nobody can wear 40 and nobody can wear 44, 55. And nobody could ever wear 432 if that was ever something you'd want to do because that was the number of wins Doug Moe had. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm crazy about this. Um, 720 texting. How do you feel about retiring Helton's number? He, listen, he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know, though. The Rockies don't have, do they have guys worthy of retiring their number? I mean, Helton is now a Hall of Famer. Larry Walker's a Hall of Famer, but Helton's the true Rocky all the way through. See, I wouldn't. He'd be the closest. I mean, I, I'm, I'm open for debate on that. I would retire all the numbers except for zero, and depending on how many wins they get, all the players are zero. Okay. Can't do that. I wish you could. Yeah, you can't. It's a criticism of the Rockies sucking every year. Smitty says, David Thompson, no love? I, Dude, love, yeah, but not top three. He's not my top three. I'm talking about the most influential players. The The Nuggets were a crap shoot, crap fest before Melo got there. Just awful. And then when they drafted him, they were they never missed the playoffs. He also, because of the trade, you continued to be a playoff team. You got you 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 got some decent players to keep you going. Um 
Brady is spot on regarding Nuggets retired numbers. Thank you, Flying Dutchman. You got to be strict here. Smitty says DT was an idol of Jordan. And that may be, and that's, I think he even mentioned that in the documentary. David Thompson's a, a sensational player. He's one of the top five for sure. Probably, I think I put him on my Mount Rushmore. I think I went Joker, English, Mellow, and Thompson. So he's four. But he's just, he's right outside of three. So there's still love. No question about it. 38 minutes after the hour. Uh, Michael, we're going to take a quick break here. Let's jump out and get the latest on the local sports flash. This is Chris Abshire for Collins, Colorado, and you are listening to the whole show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. It's Friday. You got to get down the on the rock slicker. Get ready for the weekend. Hunker down tonight. Maybe, maybe snow. Maybe snow coming. Mike, is that right? Maybe some snow tonight? I don't know. But stop by on the rock slicker. They'll warm you up. You got our game beer of the week. Uh, they're always supporting the local craft brewery scene. I love that. But they've got your your staples too, like your big your big brands as well. And it's uh, you listen, John and Tony run that place over there. Husband and wife duo. My guy Dave's over there. It's just a great staff. They take care of that place. Then you know what? They've been with me ever since we started the show. They've been one of our top top advertisers. So you know, show them some love. Stop by there half a mile south of Highway 34 on 47th Avenue. Tell them we sent you here from the whole show, powered by Chevron. First Advantage text line 888-530-0043. I know, I'm a little, I'm a little weird on retiring numbers and Hall of Fame. Like, Michael, I, I think that there should only be, and I know Trapuca's numbers retired now along with Manning, mix kind of deal. I, I, I don't, I'm almost of the mindset number seven is the only one that should be retired. And number 44. Just, I'm going to the league's GOAT, you know, or to the team's GOAT. Like, when you look at... The franchise? Kept it, kept him here. Is he the GOAT? He's important. Mount Rushmore. Maybe you. Maybe the, the NFL and NBA and MLB and NHL should just do Mount Rushmore retired numbers. Whoever's on the Mount Rushmore, we retire their number. There are a lot of people on the Mount Rushmore. There's four. I mean, there are a lot of people that could be on quote <laughs> yeah. the Mount Rushmore. D- 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 you got to say four. What if they have the same number? And that makes it easier. To retire the number. You can't... You, dude, the, the sports world's going to keep on spinning. As long as the world keeps on spinning, we're going to keep on spinning. So you get to the point where you're retiring 10, 20 numbers. Now you're taking all the numbers away. So you can't wear 44. You can't wear 7. You can't wear 84. You can't wear 30. Although, Philip Lindsay, permission. Philip Lindsay did wear 30. You can't wear 27. You can't wear 18. You know, and then, then of course, you're going to have tough things when tragedy strikes a certain player. You might retire that number. Like, I don't know. Did they retire Demarius Thomas' number? Thomas's number? I don't think so. Okay. And I wouldn't. I don't think. But you might have that kind of stuff happen, too. So I I reserve retiring numbers for your GOAT. And so when you ask, should they retire Helton, you got to say, okay, maybe he's your GOAT. Is he really a GOAT? He's a Hall of Famer. So maybe you do retire it. 
Yeah, maybe that's one, that one's worthy of retiring. Probably so. With the Nuggets, I, I think it's Joker. The Abs have a few more. If you really want to retire numbers, do you you retire Sackicks? Patrick Waugh? Peter Forsberg? I'd say Sackick and Waugh, Peter Forsberg didn't play long enough. They, they, didn't they, didn't they uh, retire Ray Bork's number? I see. I don't like that. Like Ray, that Bork. was weird. Yeah, that was less than time Manning was here. I mean, he was there what a year, and they won a title. Yeah, he was uh, back end of his career, and they tra- they traded him basically so he could win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean, he he was really a Boston Bruin. Yeah, I just think you got to be careful retiring numbers all the time. And there there are people on the Broncos Ring of Fame who like. Really shouldn't be there. Like Cookie Gilchrist, like he was with the Broncos a year. Tony Dorsett, he was with the the Broncos two years, and he was injured one of those years. They don't belong on the uh, Ring of Fame. He said, "Chris says there would be no Denver Broncos without Floyd's 44." I I I agree, and uh, that number is retired. It is retired. Well, I'm not saying that these aren't retired. I'm just saying should they be? Yes. How many retired numbers do the Broncos have? They have three, seven, eighteen, and forty-four, and I think that is the correct number. Um, <clears throat> I mean, maybe, maybe not eighteen. Um, yeah, I don't know why they retired eighteen. Frank Chapuka, that I mean, he was originally retired. Well, he had he had all the numbers for the Broncos for years, but he was their first starting quarterback back in the days when the Broncos were awful. But like he he had. For years, he was record holders for the Broncos. I mean, Floyd Little's an interesting one because I've always had this debate: like, who's the real goat? And I, I mean, it's Elway. The obvious answer is Elway, but there—I mean, Shannon Sharp, Terrell Davis, like all those players were really, really good. They were the best at their position. Floyd Little was very good, and but he did show the Broncos brass, the Broncos ownership. Okay, you can have a team here. Like they—they they will follow a guy. We have a star. They will. They will support this team. We don't need to move the team. Floyd Little showed ownership that. They showed the Broncos. They showed Denver. Floyd Little showed Denver that you can have a franchise here, and you can grow it, and it can be big. So I'm not going to fight you that much on that one. But you don't want to get to the point where you're just retiring numbers all the time. And you, you do. You get to the point where when you have a championship run, those are going to be the guys you see all the Hall of Famers now. When you have a championship run, that's, that's when you start talking about the great players on your team and are they worthy of getting their number retired. And, you know, I, the Ring of Fame, there are a lot of people on the Ring of Fame. I'm, I'm sure one day, if I don't know if Ed McCaffrey's on there, but I'm he's sure not, one day he'll be he's there. He's not on the Ring of Fame. I'm sure one day he'll be there. I'm not, I, I think Rod Smith is there and he, Rod Smith he, he, is he there. deserves it. Yeah, I don't know why Ed McCaffrey's not on the Ring of Fame. He should be. Rod Smith has more numbers than Ed McCaffrey does. Smith was the better receiver. But yeah. McCaffrey was like He was beloved. Mr. Dependable. And he was beloved by Broncos country. That's because he would always take those hits and he could block really well. Yeah, he could. He was tough as nails, man. But my favorite of the receivers was Rod Smith. Rod was a stud. 12.49 the time. Let's take a quick break. we got another state wrestling update coming up next. Tanner Schwint on the report. Going on. What's, uh, what's happening inside Ball Arena for our Northern Colorado wrestlers. We're going to find out after a few messages. We'll be right back.
You like podcasts? We podcast every show immediately after it airs at 1310kfk.com or wherever you download your favorite stuff. Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.